Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the Can't Sleep Cast. And you guys know what we do here. My name is Patrick Michael, and I found this crazy new app. It's not super, it's new to me. Okay, let's just say that. It's new to me, and it is simply an app that that basically features nothing but horror. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Horror. Lots of them. And it's a, it's an app, it's a streaming service that has original material as well as, you know, it's like a Netflix, but it only has monster movies, right? Scary movies. The stuff that changed a lot of our youth, right? Okay, so I find this app, uh, I, I, I become a subscriber, I, I start paying to use the app, and that's because I'm a fan of horror movies, but I'm one of those people that, you know, I don't watch it alone. I'm not going to watch scary movies by myself. It's not that I'm not into it. It's not that I haven't. It's just better together. Okay? So, I find this app called Shudder. S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Shudder, as in, ah, right? Like, ah, I'm scared. Shudder. Okay? <clears throat> and this app features a bunch of scary movies. And the reason we're here today, and we're doing this episode today, is simply because the app has recently put, or the, the streaming service, whatever, has recently put out a, uh, a documentary series, and it's called Cursed Movies, okay? Now, what this is, is a documentary, or excuse me, it's called Cursed Films. It just came out in 2020, and like I said, it is a documentary series, and what it does, there's only five episodes, but it goes through some of the most infamous movies that we know that had crazy things happen either on set, uh, after the movie, during the film, all of these different things, okay? There's only five of them, and we know the five. We've all heard of the five movies, and we kind of know the past, such as The Exorcist, The Omen, Poltergeist, the Crow, and the Twilight Zone movie. Now, what we're going to be doing here, because they're half-hour episodes, and this is very, very interesting, and I find myself obviously wanting to uh, watch it, but I want to talk about it more. So, we're going to go through, I'm going to pick one of these, we'll probably start this episode with The Omen, and... We're going to watch the episode, I'm going to come back, I'm going to talk about it, and then we'll go from there, right? So if you don't already have the Shutter film, or excuse me, the Shutter uh, app, get it. Because it's only available on certain platforms right now. Uh, for instance, I'm actually on just using my web browser to, uh, to watch this uh, Omen uh, installment, and let's just say little disappointing there's not a there's not something i can just click on that opens it up like netflix but anyways not going to complain about that so cursed films is a five-part documentary series which explores the myths the legends and more of some of hollywood's most notoriously cursed horror film pictures from plane accidents and bombings during the making of the omen to the rumors to the rumored use of human skeletons on the set of poltergeist these stories are legendary amongst film fans and filmmakers alike but where does the truth lie? And each episode will consist of 
the directors, producers, actors, people that were involved in the films talking about it, talking about the curseness and all that shit. So uh, without further ado, let's get into this. Cursed Films, The Omen, begins now. Okay, so I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting most of the, th- most of the things that happened in this series, specifically the one here about the Omen. Wasn't expecting it to be what it was, and I'll, I'll tell you, a lot more laughs within this fucking thing than actual real life evidence or talkable topics, if you will. Okay, so of course we're talking about The Omen, and not the 2006, I believe, what, Leave Schreiber? (laughs) I think that's, yeah. Uh, We're talking about the version uh, from 1976, and right now I'm just going to give you some basic details uh, about this movie before we actually talk about this, whatever this thing was. Uh, The stars are Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, and Harvey Stevens. The director is Richard Donner, and it was written by uh, David Seltzer. And the Omen synopsis is simply uh, mysterious deaths surround an American American ambassador. Could the child that he is raising actually be the Antichrist? The devil's own son? So uh, I will also say about this, uh, Gregory Peck being the star, he was a very old man in this movie. A very old man. Like, to the point where you, it's a little unbelievable to think that for some reason he he had a child this late in life. Like, if his son is the son of the devil, obviously not his kid, right? Not anymore. It's the devil's son. Um... <clears throat> He was just a really old dad in this movie. Really old dad. Um, they've definitely made a lot of <clears throat> other movies from this, like um, The Omen 2, uh, the newer Omens that have came out in the recent you know, 15 years or so. I think 2006 was the last time they made this movie. Uh, Omen 2 is actually called Damien. And uh, Damien, who is the Antichrist, now about to turn 13, finally reveals his, uh, finally learns of his identity under the guidance of an unholy disciple of Satan. Okay, so this is the actual film. If you want to check out the actual film, it's available on Amazon Prime through a uh, Stars membership, but I'm sure you can find it in some other places. Definitely check the movie out if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's two hours of just hard-to-look-away shit, okay? But like I said, Gregory Peck, old dad. Very old dad. (laughs) Almost to the point of being unbelievable. But anyways, to talk about this actual cursed film in the sense of uh, the Shudder docuseries, um, it makes me wonder about children in horror movies. Okay, and I I specifically think about like myself, like if I was a kid, would I be able to handle being in a movie where I'm the devil's son and be able to act very well? Because these kids are usually very intelligent, very perceptive, 
You know, they, they are not dumb kids. They have to be able to follow the, the directions of the director, obviously, because, you know, that's part of the name. Director, directions, yes. Uh, the producers, the parents, all of these things. They have to know the lines. You know, Macaulay Culkin didn't just become one of the greatest child actors of all time because he was adorable. Okay? He memorized all of his lines. His father would make him memorize his lines. But then again, he was only in a movie where he was trying to get away from, you know, the wet bandits, not Satan, okay? And it makes me think about other movies, you know, the Poltergeist being one of those. Any of the new movies, any of the new horror movies would probably be a little bit easier to be in as a child because you're not going to see most of the things that are supposed to be there. You're just supposed to react. But the old movies, such as this one, though the blood had to be there, the killings had to be there, the de decapitations had to be there, all these things were visibly seen. So you just have to assume that these kids were involved in all of that. But it makes me wonder, could you be could you have been a child in a movie? I mean, especially a horror movie. I mean, to be a child actor at all is difficult, but to be in a horror movie based around you being the Antichrist? I mean, that's... And then most of these kids don't even continue to work. They do the role, and it, they're forever changed. Like, for instance, uh, there's a kid, I can't, his last name's Tremblay, but I don't know his first name. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in this movie called Good Boys that's out now. It's a new movie. Very funny. Very funny kid. I think he was in Amityville Horror as well very young but he was in Dr. Sleep and we've discussed that on this podcast before but it made me think about his scene because he gets murdered like viciously murdered and they they suck out his soul or his essence or something and he had to act as though he's being murdered and he's 14 or whatever 12 I don't know but I feel like that would just definitely have an impact on you, even though you're messing around. Because let's think. Uh, Linda Tripp and whatever Gore, Al Gore's wife, when they were trying to get rid of... They, they've blamed music and video games and movies and shit for different reasons why people killed. And you have to wonder, if that's the case, these things wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have a movie where a kid is murdered in it. It's just weird. Um, so this guy named Mac, uh, yeah, Mac Newfield, I think, yep. Um, no, I don't know. I got Mac Newfield, wrote down the wrong name, and spelled Newfield wrong. Um, like I said, this movie's about the devil's child, and during the filming of The Omen, uh, a religious advisor by the name of Robert Munger was around. He was advising on the film, and he said, you guys are inviting the devil in by making this film. Because many different things happen, and you can call them coincidences, but as we continue on in this episode, you're going to find out how other people feel about a coincidence. And I guess you could call them people. But a plane, uh, two different times, planes were struck by lightning. Right? That's weird, featuring people like crew members and shit from this film. Their planes were struck by lightning two different times. Uh, Gregory Peck actually had a flight that he canceled... And the flight, the plane ended up crashing. Now, what makes that even crazier is not only did the plane crash, but it crashed into a vehicle 
It crashed into a vehicle, and inside the vehicle that the plane crashed into was the pilot's wife and child. What? What the fuck? That's so crazy. What a coincidence that is. Now, there's also a scene in the movie where <clears throat> Lee Remick, her car stalls, and it is it is bombarded by baboons. That's a lot of bees there, folks. Uh, yeah, her car stalls, the kid's in the car with her, and all these baboons attack the car. I don't think the car was supposed to stall, but it was put in the movie anyways, so that's weird. Uh, and what makes that even stranger is they filmed this in a zoo type of situation, a sanctuary of some sorts with plenty of animals, and the zookeeper was ate by tigers later than that night. It was his fault, I guess. He left a, a door unlocked or opened or whatever, and somehow the tigers came in there and attacked him and ate his ass. So is that another coincidence that doesn't really have anything that ties into the film? I don't know, but I, it is worth acknowledging at least. Uh, then uh, John Richardson, who worked on the film, had a car accident. And the worst part about the car accident is his wife was decapitated. Now, the coincidence that ties in here, or not coincidence, if you will, and we'll talk about that in a second, um, was near a road called Omen, O-M-M-E-N, Omen, and it was 66.6 uh, .6 kilometers, so that's fucking crazy. But the decapitation was similar to that of the decapitation in the movie. So, these connections are made by, what, internet people or the people on the film were saying, ah, this is crazy. We just filmed that decapitation scene and now John's wife is headless. That, should we stop? I think we should, we should stop making the film then. We should wrap it up. No? Okay. Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is where the actual humor comes in. Now, this fella... I would imagine he was only involved in this docu-series because he wasn't involved in the movie at all. But they find this guy by the name of Michael Carell, who on the internet is called Uncle Birch, and he's a witch. So, uh, weird. Weird. Because I had always thought that male witches were warlocks, and also not real. <laughs> Like, my cousin growing up, my cousin studied, tried to study Wiccan, my aunt and my cousin. So I know a little bit about it. I also know that's not real. Especially witches and warlocks. I mean, you can call yourself a witch all day, but do you, you really have any powers? Do you keep a... I swear to God, this guy better have a broom in his house. Because that's the first thing I'd say. Hey, man, you fly around on a broom then? Or, And he's... If you see the guy, <laughs> Uncle Birch... You'd be able to tell. He's like, well, technically, technically witches don't fly around on brooms. That's just a misconception that films and, and, and stories have given you. Okay, so, also, still not real. And what's so funny is the guy fucking looks. He looks like a dude who's like, well, you know what? If I'm going to get chicks ever in my life, I better have some really weird quirks. 
Because he actually says, and this is where the humor truly begins, is he says, I've been a witch my whole life. Really, dude? Really? Your whole fucking life you've been a witch? Hmm. Hmm. So even before you knew what a witch was, or what Wiccan was, you was a witch? Seems implausible, sir. God damn. I've said God twice in this episode already, and it's been in the last two minutes, okay? So, that being said, uh, you know, I'll, 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 wear the, I'll do the cross thing in front of my face because I don't want this witch to come get me. But also, is he, is he, like, does he have a warlock master or something? Or is that not real? Because that'd be funny if you're like, well, I thought male witches were warlocks. And he's like, well, actually, that's a misconception from films, okay? War witches can be men. No, shut up fucking get a personality guy he actually says that he talks to spirits like he talks to anybody in front of him I'm sure you do those are your only friends those are your only friends Michael Carell aka Uncle Birch also anybody who calls themselves Uncle Anything and they don't actually have a niece or a nephew you creepy I mean, let's be honest, there's other ways to manipulate chubby gothic girls okay, you don't have to pretend to be a witch you don't have to. Uh, then there's this other guy by the name of EA Coding. His name's EA. So, like EA Sports. No? Coding? Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and see you out then. Bye. Uh, he's a black magician. Uh, but he's a white guy, so... No. Uh, he is a black magician, uh, dark magic. Um, apparently Satanists like himself or uh, surrounding him. Uh, didn't like the omen's portrayal of the devil's things, what the devil does. There were uh, there was many threats sent by letter to people involved in the film, uh, specifically the Newfeld guy, and they said shit like blood will run, uh, your blood will run in the streets, and that just made me think uh, people used to ha uh, need a stamp to tell someone to die. Now the internet makes hate mail easily readable. And so, before the internet came along, I'm sure Harrison Ford probably thought he was great. Right? I mean, when that first Star Wars movie came out, he was floating. Little did he know, many people were going to hate him. I don't know. I think people love that guy. I, I was just using an example of an old actor who probably got criticism, but it was sent by mail. Right? Like, people don't like Mike Tyson. But before the internet came along, he wouldn't have really known it. Everybody has haters, but at least back then, the haters had to be, you know, self-efficient. They had to go out of their way to let you know that they hated. They had to spend at least 40 cents to, to let you know how much they disliked you. Remember when people used to say they got a bunch of hate mail? Now you just have to go look at comments anywhere. It's so much easier. Everybody's so much more accessible. And it's disappointing. And I'll say this. I've never seen anybody who apparently worships the devil that's attractive. They're always disgusting people. Like cool pentagram, bro. Hey, cool upside down star. Cool all black. Ooh, you're a terrifying guy. No, but also no. How come they all look like Anton LaVey? <laughs> like, do you have to look like your guy? Is that what's up? Is if that's the case, then shouldn't Christians start trying to look more like Jesus instead of assholes? Oh! It's my fucking 
What's that stupid comedian's name? Andrew Dice Clay. There you go. Oh, that's my... Whenever I hit a fucking good joke. That's just good. And uh, it's truly... Uh, uh, you know, you've never seen a... a, a Intent... Like, any anybody who splits their tongue... Usually ugly motherfuckers. And that doesn't help. It's like, you don't... You obviously have nothing inside. Because all of... Everything about you is on the outside. That's why you have to claim to be a witch. Which doesn't make any sense. It's like, if you see this guy, it's like, Hey man, do you wash your face ever? Or hair? Do you wash? And then the other guy, EA Coding, it's like, Dude, do you fucking wash? Is one of the rules of worshipping Satan don't bathe? Because you fuckers probably stink, dude. I bet you stink. The one dude's nails were disgusting. They were like gold or something. It's like, hey man, I'm all for painting your nails black. Okay, go for it. I'm all for wearing eyeliner. Fine. But when you're going out of your way and you're painting your nails gold and you're doing like this weird roll my eyes in the back of my head shit when I'm, you know, praying to my guy, well, you're corny. Um, There's also this gorilla experiment that this guy, Michael Schur or whatever, something, Michael something or whatever, uh, some sort of experiment that this guy put together and then this other fella showed us and it's an, it's six people passing a basketball uh there's two basketballs and two sets of people some of them are wearing black shirts some of them are wearing white shirts and you're supposed to count how many times the basketball is passed between only the white shirts and it was easy it was 13 times and also a gorilla walks in between the players pounds his chest and continues to walk the experiment is said that uh only 50 percent of the people uh notice the gorilla the other 50% don't notice. And it's like, that's not even a good... That's not a good formula to decide what people notice and don't notice. If half the people know... It'd be, it's so evenly matched. Obviously, 50%... The 50% that don't notice it, dumb. The 50% that do notice it, not dumb. So what I'm saying is, this is not a good experiment. It's not valid data. None of this is answering, oh, well... I saw the gorilla and I counted the balls. So what's your problem? You didn't see the gorilla and you got the number of passes wrong? Ah, well, you dummy. And that's it. But overall, this is going to be fun, guys. We're going to be going through all of these. We're going to do... I don't think I'm going to do The Exorcist because that was the first one and that was the one I actually watched and it pushed me into this. So we're going to continue. We're going to get to The Crow. We're going to do Poltergeist and we're going to wrap it all up. There's going to be uh, four of these. So prepare yourselves. I hope you're enjoying what's happening so far with the show. I'm sorry about the delay on episodes. I'm going to do my best with these to get them out as quick as possible because I know you need entertainment. But if you guys want to follow me, go ahead. It's at Glitch Fredberg on all social media uh, as well as YouTube. And uh, donate at patreon.com slash podculture. I know people do not have the funds that are just bleeding out of their pockets right now. But hey, you want to support, you want to keep these things free that are free support us that's that's all we ask but until next time this has been the can't sleep cast i am patrick michael good night
sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs>